Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, which aired August 19th, 2017, the day before SummerSlam 2017. Uh, the, the pre-show for this show was basically the pre-show for SummerSlam's pre-show, because we, um, uh, we had two guests on talking about their matches that will be on the kickoff show for SummerSlam. It was all main roster guests, former NXT at least, so there was some tie in there. Um, we did get Sasha Banks on there. Her match is not on the SummerSlam pre-show, uh, but we also had, um, uh, who else was on there? Oh, uh, we had Big E talking about uh, his match, defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championship against the Usos, which is on tomorrow's kickoff show. And we also had uh, Neville, who is talking about um, his match on the kickoff show against Akira Tozawa. Uh, it, it was some great... It, it was great to see, especially Neville. He was very annoyed with everything and very annoyed with Corey Graves, especially. So... Um, now, it was fun to see, but it was also kind of weird, like, okay, well, can we talk to some current NXT folks? Apparently not, because it was all main roster guys and girls. Um, we did see, uh, who else was on? It was Sasha and Carmella. That's right. Um, and we also had Baron Corbin. Uh, come on to talk about how great he is compared to everybody else who goes has to work hard before they get to the WWE or something. Anyway, um, the 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 kickoff show is all right. It was all right. No matches on the kickoff show, so we open with a bang: Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas. This match was awesome. Uh, this is by far the best Almas match I've seen. And of course it's, it's great from Johnny Gargano and he has a new t-shirt, a new logo that, that like winking bomb. Awesome. And or maybe it's not new, but it's like now it's his, now it's at the forefront. Like, Hey, check this out now. Funk soul brother. Um, I appreciated the kind of continuity from uh, the weekly series, the weekly show, that uh, in Almas's last match, he got yelled at by his business associates, Zelina Vega, uh, to not do the Tranquilo. And in this, uh, in this match, he does it and immediately is like, oh, oh, wait, crap, crap, crap. And like gets out of the ropes. And it's like, I hope she didn't see that. I hope she didn't see that. She's going to yell at me. Um, so I, I liked that detail. And I'm sure there are more uh, carryover stuff uh, in addition to that. But uh, that was that was the one that I noticed. And I enjoyed it. Um, a great moment was when Gargano went for a slingshot spear from the apron. But uh, almost catches him. And uh, basically turns it into a, what does he turn, like a, a DDT type of thing. Or was it even that? He might have even spun it around a little bit. I, I can't remember exactly. Uh, in the end, almost wins because Zelina Vega throws a DIY shirt at Johnny Gargano. 
and it gets in his head a little bit, distracts him just enough for almost to get the upper hand and pin him for the win. So I I thought it was awesome uh all the way all the way through the uh the DIY shirt thing um I thought was uh cl- pretty clever and uh it it reminds us of that son of a it reminds us of that whole situation so I I thought that was pretty great when will we see that guy again? I don't know. Maybe maybe this week. Maybe next week. Maybe the next week after that. Maybe we won't see him until the next takeover. I I I I just don't know. So uh we'll we'll find out more in the coming weeks, I'm sure. Uh next up we had Sanity versus Authors of Pain for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Uh the fighting breaks out before the bell even begins. Um, while the melee ensues, Eric Young goes and gets a table. Are they wait? What's what's going on with that? Are they really going to put someone through the table before the match? I mean, it almost worked for Samoa Joe. It almost worked for Samoa Joe, but it did not. Um, but uh, it's it's a sound strategy if you can pull it off. Uh, the 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 match actually begins with uh, Alexander Wolf in the ring. And uh, when he finally tags out, Eric Young tags in instead. So it's mixed up. Things are not what the uh, the authors of pain have prepared for necessarily. But uh, you know, I thought it was kind of a questionable strategy. You you ta- you don't utilize the guy who's actually the size of your opponents. Um, instead, uh, your smallest member, well, second smallest member. Uh, is well, your smallest male member uh, takes his place. I was like, yeah, well, it's a bold strategy. We'll see if it, if it pays off. Um, there, it, it, this match got to a point where everything from then on. I think uh, what was that point? What was that point? Um, shoot, I can't rem- I can't remember. Uh, but th- yeah, th- this match became awesome uh and we had a more involvement from people outside of the ring mainly killian dane and nikki cross we had nikki cross face off against paul elring which was an excellent moment and then uh nikki go <laughs> she goes for a dive into uh was it rizar either akam or rizar and he just catches her and <sighs> dane it's like, oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. And he just plows into Nikki Cross and Rizar or or Akam, whichever one that author of pain was, uh, into that table that was set up before the match. Excellent, excellent setup and payoff for that. And it was pretty much the best moment of the match. Uh, this took that... Um, that author out of the picture and uh, Alexander Wolf was able to finish the match and get the win new tag team champions sanity Alexander Wolf and Eric Young will they free bird it with Nikki Cross I hope so and Killian Dane of course a four person tag team uh, using the free bird rule I support it fully 
especially if one of those people, especially because one of those people is a badass female wrestler. Uh, after the match, however, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly attack. They attack everybody, not just Sanity. They attack the authors of pain and Sanity. And yeah, they're the crowd's hyped up. I'm not too familiar with these guys, but I know just enough to think, oh, yeah, these, this, is, this is important. This is an important appearance. Up next, Hideo Tani versus Aleister Black. Um, Aleister Black enters with the, uh, Code Orange playing his theme, and it was freaking awesome. So freaking awesome. The best entrance of the night for sure. And the match itself, just go watch it. Go watch it. It is in the top five best matches of the night. Watch the whole pay-per-view. Um, it, the whole thing was fantastic. Uh, these guys go at it the entire time. They're, they do not let up. It's just brutal. Back and forth. One of them is going to be, well, Alistair, I, before the match began, I'm like, I'm like okay, there's definitely going to be blood in this match and within a couple of minutes Alistair Black has, has blood flowing out of his nose not flowing but he has blood coming out of his nose um eventually Alistair Black is able to hit Hideo Itami with the black mass and win so awesome awesome great match and uh they both look like total badasses the entire time and uh where does it go from here Alistair Black, straight to the top. Let's get a championship match with this guy. For this guy. And a championship reign for this guy. At some point. Um, then we had the match of the night, if you ask me. Which is, a, which is a tough thing to accomplish with how awesome the three matches so, bar, so far had already been. Um, Asuka versus Ember Moon. Uh, man, another, uh, like, why do I, I, I can't even describe how great this match was. It's so exciting throughout. Uh, there were a handful of times where I, I legitimately thought Ember Moon was about to win and that she was going to win, but Asuka kicked out of the eclipse. She kicked out of a, uh, huge super kick after that. And uh, and she was able to get the Asuka lock on Amber Moon to finally finish her off at the end and remain NXT Women's Champion, remain undefeated. The streak continues. Excellent, excellent match. Uh, some highlights, uh, all kinds of arm stuff, uh, and it was it was actually interesting. Sometimes you get somebody just. Putting the other person in a hold for a long, long time. It's like, okay, what are you? Okay, we get it. But no, it was actually interesting. And uh, it kept like evolving what she was doing to, to focus on Ember Moon's shoulder and her arm and all of that. Uh, she had a variety of different holds, including like an octopus type hold. And it, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun to watch. Um, uh, we also had Asuka try to resort to a few shady tactics to, to get the win, and they were ineffective. Uh, I mean, it prevented her from 
losing, but those tactics didn't necessarily get her the win. What finally got her the win was the actual Asuka lock. And uh, as I was watching this match, uh, Asuka is my, in my top however many favorites. Uh, she, she, she's probably like my first or second favorite superstar, uh, depending on the day, I guess. But um, I, I realized that I don't even know. I mean, now I remember because I realized it and like, okay, I should remember. Like, if you had asked me before this match, like, what is her finishing move? What are some of her signature moves? I would have kind of scratched my head and thought, like, just killing people? Does that count as a signature move? Just absolutely killing everybody that she faces? Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know if that's... I mean, that's mostly on me that I don't remember. Oh, she she used that hip attack. She used the Asuka lock, etc. Um, but uh, now, now I make a concerted effort. It's like, oh, she, there are actually words that describe what she does other than just kill people. <laughs> so, anyway... Great, great match. Best match of the night. Best women's match I've ever seen, possibly. Uh, some of the earlier NXT women's matches that uh, I've heard great things about, I haven't actually seen for myself yet. Um, and those are the ones that, uh, at least from discussions online, uh, people still rank a little bit higher than this one. But for me, yeah, this is this is it. Like, this is the bar. The bar has been set. And this match alone has set the bar for, like, all of SummerSlam. That's like, is anything going to be better than that? Is anything going to be even close to as good as that? That's a really tough act to follow. And it was it was also a tough act to follow for the match that followed it directly. Uh Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Roode for the NXT championship. Um, it, it was a great match. This was also a great match. I enjoyed it. Um, it's not as memorable as Asuka versus Ember Moon, of course, but it was still exciting. And I am so excited that Drew McIntyre won. Um, I was pulling for him to win. I like both of these guys a lot. Um, but, uh, Bobby Roode, honestly, he's only defended the championship at takeovers. What was this? Maybe his, like, second or third match after winning? Uh, He won way back in San Antonio, right? So he's defended it at uh, TakeOver Orlando and TakeOver Chicago. Is that right? Yeah. And and now. The only three times he's defended it. Uh, I mean, that's not too dissimilar from previous champions i guess but there's not a whole lot of um i don't know i think with drew mcintyre we're gonna see him not every week but much more frequently defend the championship be involved in matches doing all kinds of stuff especially with who came out with the previously appearing bobby fish and kevin or not kevin kyle (laughs) o'reilly Adam Cole comes out and attacks Drew McIntyre with his with his crony friends. That's right, crony friends. Um, and uh, that's the image we're left with. The this trio of newcomers who are here to take over. 
Ah, I see. I see what we did there. So, um, yeah, awesome match. Drew McIntyre is so awesome to watch. And, uh, I mean, we have, well, obviously we have Adam Cole in the picture now, so we're going to get Drew McIntyre versus Adam Cole at some point. Uh, but I am also excited the prospect, the possibility of Drew McIntyre versus Aleister Black for the championship. That match would be just amazing. Amazing. And I hope that it does happen uh, at some point before things get mixed up more. One or the other ends up with, well, I hope that Drew McIntyre doesn't lose the championship before we get to see Aleister Black fight him for it. Okay, that's that's pretty much it, I think. There's something else I want to talk about, but I can't, I can't remember at all. It probably had something to do with, uh, with like, merchandise or, or call-ups or some other nonsense that doesn't matter right now because it's time for SummerSlam and if the pre-show for the takeover didn't get you ready enough for the pre-show of SummerSlam then we have a two-hour pre-show of SummerSlam to be excited for so go check it out let me know what you thought about TakeOver Brooklyn 3 by tweeting me at TIW Podcast go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews if you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site Please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back with my thoughts on SummerSlam 2017. Bye!